This is Savanting the Idiot. I'm Sensational Sense. And I'm Death Metal Douglas. And, um, uh, you know, Public Enemy and all that yeah. stuff. And they were, like, cool with it and stuff, yeah. but they were just, they were more into the yeah, singing. Yeah, that was their... Rapping for them was, like, kid stuff. Yeah. But they, because you know, it they was were still, still into it. And then rap was still in its infancy, so to speak. It wasn't exactly it was, mainstream. It was becoming pretty yeah. big, though, yeah. with Run DMC yeah. and whatnot. But they, they were, like... They were it's just I was into it before they when were. When Ron I'm DMC more of a music guy than those guys were, did the walk this way with with Aerosmith. Steven? That's when it really took off, you know. And even saying? before that, they had the yeah. video with Larry Bud Melman from David Letterman, the old guy. Uh, they had the video uh, King of Rock. That was not huge, but it was it was planting a seed basically uh, a year or two earlier. Yeah. You know, but you know, they um, they actually had a band playing with them, but then they dropped the band so Aerosmith could come in and be the band. It was yeah. kind of weird because, like in the earlier videos, they would yeah, always have why, a guy playing. Why guitar. have a band if you could have the actual Aerosmith? You know, that's the ultimate. Well, I thing think to do. what it was is they had a live guitar player in the videos. I don't know if he if he was that on stage. I uh-huh. have to look at the look at their live performances for the first two albums. Because uh, when they did the thing with Aerosmith, they were on album number three. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were in the movie with the Beastie Boys. That Crush Groove stuff yeah. set the tone a lot, too. They were already making movies about rap and hip-hop. Mm-hmm. You know, they were making these movies, like, yeah. even before the Beastie Boys became huge or yeah. Run DMC became huge. They were already yeah. in a movie. Okay. Crush Groove. L- like, the Fat Boys did that, too. They had the Fat one- Boys were bigger than those other two. Yeah, you know. the Fat Boys had the one orderly movie where they were orderlies oh, or something. Oh, that's so funny. That's yeah. a movie. That's the only movie I remember them being in. I don't know I if they were in again. more that in that. movie was hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that movie was like airplane. One yeah, it's so far another. away, though, because it was. I was so young when I watched it. I, I barely remember. It came out in, like, 87 or 88, or I'm not sure what year, but around that time yeah. period. But that's yeah. around, like you're saying, that's when, when they started actually making movies. And then, you know, other... You like, were going from middle school to high school at that point. And yeah. I was in the Army at that point. Yeah, because, like, of course, yeah, in middle school, they, they, all that stuff was, you know, part of the culture. Well, here's more. a weird thing to think about as far as, like, popular bands. Def Leppard. When they put out, I was I saw them in '81 with Ozzy, mm. and they were like had a song or two on the radio, yeah. but they weren't huge. In early 1983, they put out Pyromania. I was still in eighth grade. That yeah. album was huge. They would not come up with a follow up. Is this album. before before he lost his arm? Oh yeah, way before yeah, he lost yeah. his arm. He lost yeah. his arm in. 84 like a year and a half later i think this is early 83 when the videos came out and they you know he's wearing the 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 british shit or whatever i didn't like him as much because i didn't think they were as heavy before they were more like acdc sounding but my point being is yeah they came (laughs) out with that album when i was in middle school they did not come out with another album until i was in the army after basic training all the other bands were putting out albums every year. Def Leppard waited like five years. Yeah. So they didn't even have an album out the whole time I was in high school. Uh-huh. Wow. What the hell is that? Yeah. yeah. And yet they still got big. Yeah. You know, the first single off that album, Bomb, they had skate, it's called Women, and they had all these guys on skateboards, all uh-huh. this punk stuff, all right. and, the, and the song didn't do well at all. Uh-huh. But then the rest of the album, you know, Hysteria and yeah. Pour Sugar On Me, they would became huge again, you know? Yeah, because then, they, you know, they they, pro- they got this this 
they had a more raw sound when they first started out, you know. Uh, and when then I after, saw them yeah. in '81, yeah. And then once the drummer went electric, which he didn't have a choice, of course, he, well, he, he, he lost was, his arm. He was playing. He sounded electronic on Pyromania when he had two arms. Be, when before he went electric, you're saying? Yeah, he was going style. electric before he lost his arm. Yeah. If you listen to Pyromania, there's some Simmons drums. There's uh-huh. electronic stuff. And you know the whole album could have been tracked with a drum yeah. machine because they were doing that click track shit or whatever. I don't. I didn't like it as much. Yeah. See, Iron Maiden, you just knew it was raw and right in your face. Yeah. You know. Yeah, because you're not. Good. You could. You could actually hear the the humanism behind the playing. You know, uh, with Def Leppard before everybody just, got obsessed with click track, where everybody's oh, you have to. Pay I think to the Def Leppard invented the click, click track, track thing for rock click bands. Track. I click think rock. they started it. <laughs> the trend, <laughs> click rock. But because, then everybody wanted to go by that. I remember when. Uh, Ever I was like trying to, uh, I'd read an ad for drummer or whatever, and, and, and it, that would be one of the things. Must be able to play to a click track. Must be, you know. Uh, uh, I didn't grow and, up with that in the 90s because yeah. grunge, you know, like. Exactly. When Guns N' Roses was going into grunge click, and stuff. Yeah. You know, a lot of the underground stuff I listened to, the indie rock stuff, they were anti-click track. Yeah. It was just drummers. It was like live in the studio, like the 70s. Yeah. You know, and it like went back to that. Like no one because you're right. That track. was the, the 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 progression. Because actually, Guns and Roses seems like the the, the predecessor of grunge. It, it it almost seems like if Guns and Roses didn't break, then it wouldn't have paid the way sonically for you know Nirvana and the See, whole Seattle the scene. Everybody wants to say Nirvana killed hair metal. I think yeah. Guns and Roses killed hair metal. Yeah. They might have looked like a hair metal band, but, but they, they really didn't were not represent. Playing. They weren't they were about that style. Of music. They weren't. Nothing about hair They're metal. They're playing street rock exactly. sleaze core or whatever yeah. you want to call it. Hanoi Rocks was big with that. I just saw a little thing about them. And the... Here uh, I am, your rocket queen. Oh yeah, I mean that's that's well, didn't sound nothing like that fucking hair metal shit. No, it was like it was like the second wave of glam rock from the seventies. You know, tiny drum set, um, just uh, a lot of weird clothes and stuff. But the music was like punk rock and raw. Yeah, but I think that's what did pave the way for uh, you know the whole Seattle scene. Hanoi Rocks was big into the New York Dolls. And the New York Dolls kind of filtered yeah. its way into uh, into Guns N' Roses, as did Aerosmith, who always were pretty popular. Yeah. But, you know, it was just like... Uh, yeah, but Aero, yeah, you're right. Aerosmith was considered veterans. They had been around forever. And then then out of the Seattle scene, you Nirvana and then Soundgarden and Alice in Chains and all these, you know, big bands coming out of the Seattle scene. But the thing is, is like what killed um, hair metal mainstream-wise... Was band was Guns N' Roses, mm-hmm. Jane's Addiction was oh, one of them. Yeah, Red Hot Chili Peppers. They helped kill yeah. hair metal, and which I'm greatly appreciative of because I was I, I could stand fan. hair metal. Yeah, I I Shit. got away from metal before it became hair metal. When yeah. I was into metal in the early '80s, it was Judas Priest, Iron Maiden. It was Accept doing Balls to the Walls. Uh-huh. It was like hard stuff, but it wasn't. You know, thrash metal is actually yeah. what brought me back into metal because I went into punk in like 84, 85. Wow. And it was totally not metal. Although Suicidal Tendencies had the metal leads, they yeah. didn't have the double bass drums. Yeah. That was like Chromags and an Agnostic Front. And then a I, year or two I later. was just listening, you know, things, bands that I wish I would have listened to back then, but I didn't have like an, a lot of access. But um, like Anthrax and, and Biohazard and bands like that, that. I never liked Biohazard. Yeah. Anthrax were pretty good. 
Yeah, but I think Anthrax was using like du- double bass groove type. Well, because they were metal. Yeah. Just like Metallica was using double bass doing thrash in 83, but I didn't hear them until Master Puppets. A lot of those metal guys. Same here. Master the metal Puppets. guys yeah. in, in my high school, they were like coming over to my yeah, house. Yeah, the hair so dudes they and they had to have the jacket, the cutoff, yeah, freaking wanted, they vest, want, they were the, after, the jean vest. You know? They were after my <laughs> punk rock records. They're like, yeah. Dave Mustaine has dead kennedy's on his guitar yeah. we heard you have dead kennedy's albums doug we want to hear that stuff they were like mobbing yeah. me to listen to punk because uh-huh. i was into punk before any of those guys yeah. but i didn't realize punk and metal were like glued together at that point yeah because iron yeah Maiden- there was so many of the boxes like you 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 could you could only be this or you could only be that or what a lot of that mixing culture everybody wanted to be proud of a little niche you know, it seemed like so a lot of there so many clicks when it would come oh, yeah. to, to genres or rock. But you, when you're in middle school, it's not as clicky because I remember like, you know, you could like you too and you could like Judas Priest at the same time. Uh-huh. You know, um, like, you know, Rich Kennedy, for instance, he was a, I told you he was a couple years older than yeah. me. He, you know, when he was getting into music, he had to choose between The Clash and Led Zeppelin. He couldn't like okay. both. Yeah. Because his Led Zeppelin buddies would beat his ass. Or the Clash buddies would beat his ass for yeah. listening. You know, you had to pick one or the other. Wait, I think for me, I didn't have to really pick one or the other. And it might have gotten more quickie a little later on when you were yeah. coming up, I guess. Yeah, what, well, what, what, I guess there was clicks within clicks because there was, there was a, a small minority of people that would just listen to rock at all. Yeah. And then there was people that would listen to heavier, Hip-hop. like metal, like Metallica. And, like and when Slayer. I was first getting in, yeah, of course, when I was Fresh. getting into, yeah, getting into Guns N' Roses, Listening to stuff like Rush, of course, and then Rush is uh, and we all love too. Rush. Yeah, who doesn't love Rush? So and the police, we all yeah, love the police. Yeah. So there was there's bands that did you know kind of like transcend. Yeah, the because clicks. a lot of metalheads. I found out on 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 uh, YouTube there was a couple metalheads that were like Duran Duran's the best. John Taylor, their bass player, does yeah. like uh, he does what we're doing now with the video, you okay. know, talking to people and stuff. Yeah, and. Um, and um, there was a comment section, and there was a guy my age. He was like, I've always been a big metal guy, but I always loved Duran Duran. Yeah. I went and saw Duran Duran in concert in early 1984, and there was two guys behind me, metal guys. Like, right when they started doing the song Planet Earth, dun, dun, you know, the Planet Earth yeah. song? Okay. The metal guys started putting their hands uh-huh. up, and next thing I know, all three of us are like, Planet Earth, we're like fucking yeah, like we're Slayer into or it. some <laughs> shit, you know, like Judas Priest, yeah. you know, doing this shit. The deal, yeah, getting the metal attitude Duran Duran with Duran all these teeny Duran. boppers surrounding <laughs> us. It's so fucking hilarious, man. Uh, all these little girls were like, yeah, <laughs> going were like, nuts. Planet huh? Earth, dude. <laughs> shit was fucking funny, man. But um, yeah, it was just like, uh, but but like you know, if you were a couple years older than that, you had to choose. If you yeah. liked the cars, you couldn't like the Scorpions. All those so clicks stupid. of the eighties, you oh, know. Yeah. And, yeah. and you had but to choose this. But they were serious or that. about it. They were getting fights over it too. Yeah. I've, but you know what? Those people didn't have to. Uh, th- that generation of, of people, like you know, they, they were born in like nineteen sixty five to like sixty six, maybe uh-huh. sixty seven. They didn't have to deal with what I had to deal with in high school, and this is besides yeah. the music. Nobody was getting laid in high school when I was coming up because mm. of AIDS. 
And yeah. I didn't even uh, realize it at the yeah. time. You know, Shit. you know, you're looking at poison because that's and, when AIDS was just making its rearing its ugly head, and people were finding out about it, and people were actually dropping like flies. And and, and the music bre- on v- MTV was all about sex, whether it yeah. was Billy Idol Glorifying. doing flesh for fantasy, <laughs> or it was poison talking dirty, yeah. and we couldn't do any of that yeah. stuff because of AIDS. Yeah, it's it was true. terrible. I mean, I talked to people that graduated. I graduated in 1987. I, I repeated fourth grade. But I've talked to guys that graduated in, like, say, like, 85 I or repeated whatever. second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but guys that, like, were, were that graduated in 85, they lost their virginity when they were, like, 13 or 14. Yeah. I was, like, almost about to turn 19. I was okay. like, you know, I'm not going to go into detail. Hey, but at least you didn't, you weren't a freaking 25 years old or whatever. No, I, no. I, I'd I mean, fit into the 14-year-old uh and yeah, that, because it's funny went away was, by the time you came but around. it was it was, it was in church it was it, it was they used to have groups of like they would call it cas and that's when all the teenagers would I get together that. and whatever so of course on every friday so you know uh, you know young dumb <laughs> teenagers and and just getting into it in the back of the bus but yeah man no uh, we were doing that too all the way up to like 84 85 you know you're getting this you're getting a little feels and stuff here and there yeah. next thing you know you're gonna go all the way yeah. and <laughs> That got put on hold for three or four years. It was a everybody was gonna die. I went to four fucking proms and I didn't get laid at any of those proms. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, four. Wow. Yeah. I had a bunch of girlfriends, yeah. but cool. You know, no, but I just thought because my two sisters were prudes that yeah. that's the way women were. I didn't had I didn't See, think that's had anything thing. to do with it. Yeah, since I'm you, so you glad actually I didn't know had that AIDS had it, but you had, with, I would have been so pissed. But at least you actually had sisters, so you had an insight into a, 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 a unique. I, I not in uh, not unique, but at least it's it's different from somebody like me. I didn't have any sisters, so for me no, to it's relate better for you because it backfired on me. Well, they were not like normal okay. girls. They were like <laughs> they didn't touch guys so until they were in college. You're better not knowing the female species at all. No, than, because than they were to prudes. know my sister. They were both prudes. <laughs> they were both prudes. So yeah. it was like I thought most women were like that anyways. Yeah, okay. So. All the women in my high school, but then the, the, when I worked at Publix and Plantation, I met women that were from plantation high and they were a little they were so, most of those most of those women were not virgin speaking, anyway. of, speaking <laughs> of that so what what were the what were the chicks when you were going to high school what was the predominant music that that the chicks were into i mean because i know that that there was always the music always dictated that too where the uh, the all the chicks think oh this type of guy is is, is into know, that exactly well none of them liked druggies that were across the street with the cigarettes listening to metallica and yeah. judas priest and i was they weren't into that, that uh, rebel he, type shit no or, no and you know what i didn't fit into any of that because i was already into the underground thing with no trend and, and okay and, yeah and, Suicidal tendencies, yeah. and uh, there was no punk rockers in my high school at all. Yeah. There's one or two of them, but there were assholes I didn't go along with. But like, um, that's kind of the same. Musically, wait, wait, everybody. I was into U2 before everybody else kind of got into yeah. it. But like, um, like I was into REM before. Like, next thing you know, everybody else was listening before to they it. were cool. Yeah. When they were, they were st- pretty cool to yeah. start with, and they were pretty popular, but not like super. Well, big. I'm saying before people considered them cool. I, yeah, they got they got big off the college circuit, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. right? Uh, uh, REM. Well, yeah, that's where they started. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a you know doing a lot of college type uh, things. You know, colleges have a lot to do with dictating the the stream and trend of music. Well, that's because it's a big the, you know all throughout the nineties. I didn't listen to any bands that were on major labels. It was like you know um, I listened to stuff that college radio played, yeah. but 
unfortunately, I lived in areas where there was no college radio. Yeah. Okay. You know, there was one radio show that came on every week down here in in, in, Flor- in, in Florida. Yeah. And that changed my music t- musical taste overnight in the middle of 1985. Yeah. And that's where like it kind of like completely made me almost like a different person. But that it made exposes me, like, you to to stuff you wouldn't otherwise have listened to. Well, so. also it got me huh. in that mindset, like that song we were talking about. You know, he had a shy light speech pattern. Yeah. You know, it, I. I looked at people in my high school that made me think like that song. And, and what be, what's the name of that song again? No trend, no team trend. love. Yeah. yeah, that that song well, for a, future a great song. We'll it's the first time bit. I heard yeah. it actually uh, uh, about a. But it describes the typical teenagers yeah. of the 1980s. Yeah, 1980s. And, and it does it very intelligently. I mean, that song. Like I said, I heard that song and it literally blew me away. I was like, man. And this is way back too. I thought it was really creative. 84 or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And I heard it in 85. But yeah. It was just like. You know, it was just it completely. I already started getting this disdain towards people in my high school, uh-huh. and when I heard that freaking song, it was probably my first month or two listening to indie music. Yeah, because you're that starting to show. wake up to. Uh, uh, it's almost like you wake up to a certain level of consciousness where that's what that song is about: seeing through all the fakeness, where everybody is just herd mentality and everybody is doing the status quo, but but not no one's really thinking. For themselves. Going back to what you were saying about the girls in my high school, they all listened to like whatever was popular, yeah, whether it was that's Genesis, why I asked. whether it was Duran Duran. Yeah. It's just whatever was big. You know, and you know, they would they didn't know about punk and they didn't know about like cool stuff. N- and neither did I until like I, you know, around the time I heard that song. Yeah. But I but I was already getting into stuff that was like like I transitioned from the whole metal thing in middle school. You know, it was Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, Blue Easter Cult, and it started going into like, you know, the police was always there, yeah. anyways. But then it went into U2, it went into Big Country, um, you know, it went into guitar bands with short hair yeah. instead of guys. I with was going to say, it, like, here. that's what I hated. Like, all the chicks were into these pretty boy, long haired dudes, and I was never going to be that dude. And you're thinking, Not man, how, you can't I. compete. I was like, well, they're these these chicks are for the most part gonna n- not even see you, you know, unless you and, look and those like are the guys one of those long hair, yeah. you know, androgynous motherfuckers, you know. <laughs> and the only guys that had androgynous hair like, looking, only, I should the say, the only guys that had hair like that in my high school were uh, the guys across the street smoking the cigarettes yeah. that none of the girls wanted to have anything to do with, unless they were like drinking alcohol and yeah. puking in the backyard and all that good stuff, you know. Oh, we're so cool. Look, we drink till we fucking puke our guts out. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's what my school was kind of like that, but it was like um, people were already really concerned with what they were going to be like in college. So they were real yeah. serious about their SATs. They were real serious about mm. everything. So it's time to get serious because they're thinking, okay, we're going to go to college now and, you know, that try to I get. I mean, and it's it filtered down to the point where, like, by the time I was a senior in high school, my football team, our football team, had a perfect record. You know what that record was? Since what was it? Zero and ten. <laughs> they didn't win a single freaking game. They yeah. made the playoffs in my in my yeah. in my sophomore and junior years. The senior year, when I hated everybody in my school, 
you know, that they became a lot more humble and they kind of yeah. accepted the kind of person I was a yeah. little bit, but I was already past it. I was like, I want to get out of here. Screw you people. Yeah. I want to go hang out with my friends in Plantation High School because South Plantation, you guys suck. It's when yeah, I started funny. working at Publix in the middle of my junior year. I was going outside of my own high school to find different people. Yeah. So going outside of. It didn't have to be punk rockers. It could have been metal guys yeah. or whatever. But it's outside people- of whatever would be your would be your circle or where your where people you know from your neighborhood or whatever would be congregating, you had to go outside of that to actually find interesting people that you could actually you know two of the mingle girl, with. Right? Two of the girls I went to to prom with were not virgins, but yeah. I still was. So. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that's how <laughs> that's how it usually go goes. About that, because <laughs> yeah, when I was a kid, that the girl was way more experienced than me. That's for damn sure. But that that's how it usually goes, man. Yeah, but you were like fourteen, not yeah. eighteen, going on nineteen. <laughs> I was already in the army. I was like, I am not yeah. going to turn. 19 and be a sissy ass virgin <laughs> there was a tv show in the 80s called the young ones and the punk rocker guy there's two punk rockers a hippie and a preppy uh-huh. and they're all roommates it's like seinfeld but yeah. like uh the the, the 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 violent punk rocker finds out um that the one that's like a peace punk or whatever he's like uh-huh. pretending like he was getting laid with this chick okay but she, he woke up with her in a bed she had all her clothes on yeah. but he was trying to insinuate to yeah. his roommates that like, he was getting hey. some pussy. So, yeah. so what he did was um, the the, uh, the 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 violent punk guy found out that he that he didn't have sex with a girl. He made him wear a, a, a sign around his around his mm-hmm. neck that said "sissy virgin." Yeah, that's freaking yeah. And that was a thing back then too. The stigmas of of the eighties and stuff like that. It was it's it's kind of a very peer pressure. Nobody wanted to admit they were a virgin in my high to, school, to but everybody up. was. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because so. everybody's afraid of getting AIDS. All the girls were afraid of getting AIDS. They, I overheard who several be? conversations because you know everybody was thinking, hey, "Okay, that's the death disease, and you don't come back from that." And there's no cure. It's not like uh, gonorrhea or something. You get a shot, and you're all cleared up. There's no there. And to this day, there isn't. You know, I didn't even realize that's what it was. Like yeah. I said, I thought it's because my older my older sister and my younger sister yeah. were total prudes. So I figured that's just the way the girls coming were. coming from the age of crack and AIDS. Exactly, <laughs> crack. Oh my god! I can remember the first couple times I did crack. <laughs> wow! They had to put my legs up because I was going to pass out. That's a that's a different story. Yeah, that it's is not, a different. Not a whole story. lot of music. Not a whole lot of music yeah, going on actually, there. Actually, just a lot of looking out the blinds and the windows. You surprised me with that one. I was like, yeah, I remember the first time I tried crack. <laughs> Damn. Well, yeah, no, but you were you were. I mean, you used to sniff glue and stuff like that too. I mean, you were. You no, were I pretty tried that way later on. Ex- and, and there's a picture of me right? doing that with a goth dude. It's pretty funny. Yeah. No, we were sniffing paint, you know, but oh. I, I never got hooked on that. I just did it a few times for kicks. Oh, okay. But, like, so, but yeah, it wasn't um, glue. Sniffing glue was a big 70s thing with oh, the kids okay. in the 70s. You know, the Ramones, they had that song, Now I Want to Sniff Some yeah. Glue. Now I w- the kids have <laughs> something to do. <laughs> It, a lot of a lot of those songs sounded like they were sniffing glue while they're you know <laughs> <laughs> writing them. Well, yeah, the, the early Ramones stuff is very very basic. You know, um, I'd seen them in concert though in the '90s. They were pretty good, but it was just you know sound sucked. They had a metal band that sounded better than them. They got a better mix that opened up for them. But um, some band called Trouble, they were like Thrash or Slayer, or some yeah. that kind of thing. So um, as but, far as the South Florida music scene goes what 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 how, how'd you cut your teeth in the south florida music scene like um you know probably 
not long before I, we started playing together, because I'm thinking, I moved back here in 99. I was never in a band when I was Prior in, to in high school. So it wasn't like you were... The first like band were... I was in was in 89. I was in the Army. Okay. And that was in Huntsville, Alabama. So it wasn't like me. Like, the first time I played Churchill's, I, I wasn't even 18 yet. I think I was 17 with Dust to Dust. It was still um, Philip, the bass player, that we pretty much came up with. But I think that would be the first... You know, it was... It was Do you Churchill's. Know what year that was man. If it was, was, was Load in the picture by then, yeah, of course, Load was in the circuit. They were so older it was probably than like us, like ninety one or ninety two, somewhere around yeah, there. As a matter of fact, you know, Load was older than us because you know, I guess Load was about Bobby's you, a year you younger guys than me. He's age, like my yeah. younger brother's age, nineteen seventy. Yeah, born so, in seventy. So you're not a whole generation older than that. You're kind of middle. And midway there, but anyway, yeah, they were already it way experienced by the time when we played at Churchill's. It was like one of our first outside circuit gigs, so of course we're just kids and nervous. We weren't even we weren't old enough to drink yet or anything like that. And I remember at the time, and they they still had a foosball table, and it, it looked really dirty and grungy. It's not like they they always looked the best, but now they look more decent than they did when we played back then. You know, I remember. Clearing cobwebs off the damn foosball table. And thus concludes the end of segment two of our initial kickoff of Savanting the Idiot. Stay tuned for the third part of the conversation. Yeah.